Good morning. This is Drew Erickson back again talking about money, not math. Uh, before I get into the highlighting the portion of the book that I'm reading today, I want to wish a very happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Brittany. I hope you have a great day um, and hopefully everything goes great for you today and you're able to enjoy your birthday, even though I know you're working right now. So today I'm highlighting another portion of the book I'm reading, Missed Fortune, Dispel the Money Myth Conceptions, Isn't It Time You Became Wealthy? by Douglas Andrew. And today the uh, portion that I'm highlighting is talking about how postponing taxes often increases your liability and that having the same amount of money in one account does not grow faster than having the same amount of money split into multiple accounts. All right, so first I'm gonna read uh, his excerpt from the book and then I'm going to share my screen to highlight uh, specific examples because I know if you're like me, you think better while actually seeing something, not just hearing it. Okay, so he says, many people have the misconception the total amount of money made from larger amounts combined results in greater interest earnings than the smaller amounts divided up can earn. It's true that more money can qualify you for investments that pay higher interest. It is also true that more money at a given interest rate generates higher volumes of money. However, one account worth $200,000 earning 10% compound interest does not earn one dime more than the total of two accounts, each worth $100,000 earning 10% interest. Likewise, $1 million earning 10% interest does not earn any more money than 10 $100,000 accounts earning 10% interest. The results are identical. So here I'm going to share my screen and show you and show you the example of what I built out the example of what he just said to make it easier. So here's the here's the smart, here's the example. All right. So like he said, two hundred thousand dollars growing at ten percent growth is twenty thousand dollars of growth. Total of twenty thousand dollars. One hundred thousand dollars at ten percent growth is ten thousand dollars plus another one hundred thousand dollars in another account growing at ten percent equals another ten thousand dollars is another is is equal to a total of twenty thousand dollars of growth. Difference is none. They are identical. Going to a second example of one one account having one million dollars versus ten accounts having one hundred thousand dollars each, you'll see that again same thing. Ten percent growth in one, of one million dollars is one hundred thousand dollars. Ten percent growth on one hundred thousand dollars is ten thousand dollars. Add that together ten, ten times, you have one hundred thousand dollars of total growth in both cases. The difference is none. Okay, so hopefully that's helpful. And when thinking about the growth difference of having all your money in one account versus splitting your money into multiple accounts. Okay, on to a second example talking about how postponing taxes often increases your liability. He says, the same basic concept applies to tax deferred earnings that are later taxable versus after tax contributions to tax free investments. When all other variables are equal, for instance, $100,000, $150,000 taxed at 33.3% nets $100,000. If that after-tax amount were invested tax-free at 7.2% interest and it doubled in 10 years, it would be worth $200,000. If $150,000 were put into a pre-tax investment and it doubled in 10 years to $300,000, then was taxed at 33.3%, the net result is $200,000. Both scenarios result in the same amount. The problem is other factors usually do not remain constant. Tax rates usually increase rather than decrease as time passes. The key then is to earn interest free, interest tax free, not just tax deferred. Or in other words, to be able to earn interest that will not be treated as earned, passive or portfolio income. 
Okay, so keep in mind, it's completely, we cannot predict the future. We don't know what taxes are gonna do. But you have to ask yourself, do you believe your income tax rates will go up in the future or go down? All right, and to determine these things, there's kind of three questions I'll ask. First, is it your intention to increase your income between today and the day you retire, right? Is it your intention to continue to get raises? Okay, so that if the answer is yes, then your tax rate's gonna go up. Second, do you believe it's more likely taxes go up or down considering the fact that we have one of the lowest tax history tax rates in, in currently in the history of our tax brackets and you can google that to, to look at the history to figure that out at one point we had a 94 percent top marginal tax tax bracket um with that keep in mind that we're over 23 trillion dollars in debt now in our country and there's only one place our government gets income and that's taxes and the last time I checked, they aren't doing a very good job decreasing their spending, so they're going to have to increase their income, which is taxes. Um, but completely up to you and what you believe. I can't predict the future, nor can I tell you what to believe. So I'm just raising questions to consider. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is our current tax um, law, or the some call the Trump tax, because it was put in law when he was president, is set to sunset or end in 2026, which means we'll automatically go back to pre-2016 tax rates, which was hot, which are higher than we currently have. So even if politicians, whether the left or the right or liberals or Republicans own the office after 2020, if they don't make any changes, taxes will automatically go up for most people come 2026. All right, so those are just some things to consider when it comes to what you believe, but at the end of the day, it's up to you to decide, not me. So, and here I'm going to show you an example that I built out just with easier numbers, because I think the one he gives in the book, though, though accurate, it's a little harder to kind of explain and work through. So I'm gonna give some easier numbers with a little bit more detail. There's kind of a lot of writing, so please bear with me, but let me know if you have questions by reaching out or commenting on, on my post. All right, so here I'm gonna share my screen again. And we'll move on to the second one. All right, so postponing taxes often increases your liability. We're gonna start on the left side. If you invest in tax deferred accounts like traditional 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, SEP IRAs, etc., if you make $100,000 as a single person in Minnesota, you're going to be at about a 29% effective income tax. All right, the difference between effective income tax and your marginal tax rate is just once you take the marginal taxes of each level and then average that out. So if you want more information on how marginal taxes work, Look back, look, look back at one of my previous videos. I explained that pretty, pretty in depth. Um, if you save $10,000 and do a tax deferred account, you will now be taxed a $90,000 income tax instead of $100,000 income tax. So if taxed at $90,000 income, when single in Minnesota, you will now owe about 28% effective income tax rather than 29, and you'll be taxed at about $25,200 rather than $29,000 saving you about $3,800. This is where the conversation usually ends. This is why many CPAs and just tax planners will tell you to invest in tax deferred accounts because they're looking at how they can save you money this year. Okay, so this person, by contributing $10,000 to a tax deferred account, would hypothetically save about $3,800 in taxes this year. Moving forward, if that $10,000 were to grow at about 6% annual rate of return every year without fail, which as we know, the market fluctuates, but I'm just using this as an example. His $10,000 investment over 25 years would grow to about $43,000. If income, if effective income taxes are still at 29%, he would owe about, of the 43,000, 
$14,200 would be owed to the IRS, and he would get to in about $28,790 would be this person's for retirement. Okay, so not all of it is his. He would owe the IRS $14,200 in this example. If taxes were to go up in the future, let's say to 40% from the 29%, then he would owe $17,200 to the IRS, and he and this person would, would get to, he or she would get to keep $25,800 for their retirement. If taxes went up even higher to 50%, keep in mind some politicians are throwing out numbers like 60-70%, this person would owe $21,500 to the IRS of their $43,000 total, and they would only get to keep $21,500 for retirement. Plus, keep in mind that taxable income as of current tax law affects your Social Security taxes and Medicare costs. All right, so that's how, that's how saving in a tax-deferred way works. On an after-tax standpoint, if this person makes $100,000 of single, they're going to be 29% effective income tax, just like before. If they save $10,000 into after-tax accounts, they will still be taxed at $100,000 of income, and they will still owe $29,000 of taxes. So as of this year, they will not save any money in taxes. Okay, so this year, no savings. However, moving forward, if the $10,000 grows at 6% over 25 years, they'll have about $43,000 in their account. If effective income taxes are still 29%, they will owe 0% to the IRS and they get to keep all 43,000. If taxes go up to 40%, $0 are still owed to the IRS and they get to keep $43,000 for their retirement still. If taxes go up to 50%, 60%, 70%, 100%, they will still get, as of today's tax laws, from my understanding, I am not a tax, I'm not a tax planner, I'm not a CPA, I cannot give tax advice, I'm just giving you my perspective from my understanding of tax law today based off the book that I'm reading. He would still, he would owe zero dollars to the IRS and he would get to keep $43,000 for his retirement. As of today's tax laws, Social Security taxes and Medicare costs shouldn't be affected by after-tax accounts. So what you have to ask yourself is, is it more important to save taxes today or in retirement? And based off of your opinion on where taxes are going to go from here, does postponing or deferring taxes actually save you money or just increase your tax liability? All right, so hopefully today's conversation was helpful for you. Please let me know what you thought by leaving a comment in the comment section. If you liked the video, please click like, or even better yet, share it with a friend. Thank you again for taking the time to watch my video, and I hope you have a great day. Bye.